You're listening to the Water Into Wine podcast, hosted by Grace Valentine. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Water Into Wine podcast. I'm your host, Grace Valentine. And today I am so excited because we have a special guest of someone that I have met since moving to Atlanta. And I really admire his leadership. I admire his ministry. And just it's been really cool for me to see someone and him and his wife both the way that they lead this generation of young, whether it's upper lower millennials, I want to say, or Generation <laughs> Z, whatever it is. Yeah. Like not alpha yet. I think that's a new generation. Anyways, but Basically, this is Pastor Thomas Nelson, and he leads a young adult ministry at Christ Covenant Church in Atlanta, Georgia, and they have great get-togethers on Tuesday nights. We'll talk more about that at the end, and I highly recommend you going to them if you're a young adult in Atlanta area. There's a lot of great things going on at that church, but mainly I'm excited today because I have listened to him talk at the young adult gatherings before about his beliefs on dating for this generation. He gives such wisdom into it, and so... Thomas, thank you for coming on the podcast to talk about the hard topic of dating in 2024. Of course, Grace, this is so fun. I love talking about relationships, and uh, and you're probably looking at me. Nobody can see this, but I do have a black eye. I was actually just thinking <laughs> that. I was like, did you protect your wife's name and like you know get hit at a bar? True, true story. Uh, no one really may care about this on the podcast, but I did drop my phone on my face in my no. bed. No, it's a it's a black in my, eye too. In it's my not bed. just like a it's not just a small bruise. I was I, like, I hit snooze. Put the phone on my chest, yeah. covered myself up, and uh, and so the phone is like on top of the covers. My arms are under the covers. Snooze goes off. Oh my I gosh. reach for my phone, and my phone flies in the air. No. Lands on the corner of my eye, pours blood, and now two days later, I have a black eye. It's, it looks like you got like straight decked. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> you need to have a cooler story, like a, well, a little bit of a lie. I'll say that's the story Heather told me I better tell people. Yeah. She's like, please don't let the church think don't that. <laughs> let the church, don't let the church know that I threw my I phone know. at you. That is the difference. Honestly, it's like if she woke up, if she had a phone with a black eye, people would be a little I know. <laughs> I know. So... But anyway, Heather Grace. is the sweetest, has a tiny little woman. So I don't think anyone thinks she can deck you. But, <laughs> but you know, that's probably not a, like a terrible place to start, though, when we're talking about relationships. Yeah. Because I've been married for 22 years. Yeah. 22 years. Wow. I mean, we, we got married when we were 24. Wow. We didn't know anything about anything. And uh, like the dating world has definitely changed, and we're going to get into that. But love hasn't changed. Mm. And commitment hasn't changed. And so I do think we've got some things that we can offer, like the upcoming generations, even though online dating wasn't a thing. Mm. Um, The options were more limited, if you think about it. Yeah. If online dating was gone, your options to pick people become more limited. But still, love and commitment and having a Christ-centered marriage, like... That's timeless. Mm. So I don't know if you want to chat about any of that, but I would be happy to. I I think there's so much great wealth of information that we've seen over the years. And that's our marriage has like become time tested. And I think there's also a lack of desire for wisdom when it comes to these topics. We want like relatability and laughter. Sometimes we like follow a TikTok influencer who tells us their dating stories and they're like hilarious. And we're like, oh my God, that's so funny, but that doesn't make us better. And so I think it's very clear because I mean, I'm sure everyone, if you are listening to the podcast or if you read my mini books, you, you know, I'll point you to scripture and I'll give you advice, but like, I'm not married, you know, like wisdom comes from people who are older than you, who are a couple steps ahead, who have the Holy Spirit in their heart. It doesn't come from experience. And I think even I'm seeing a lot of the younger generation think like, I need horrible dating stories so that I know how to date. And I'm like, no, you need wisdom. You need people who are like Pastor Thomas, like teaching you 
so that you can learn. You need a married couple who's older than you. If that's, if you desire marriage, you need to learn from them. And so, yeah, I want to hear how you and your wife met. Like, was it instantly clear? Like, yeah, it's just the one. so great. So both Heather and I, um, we actually went to, to two high schools that are like five minutes apart. We were at the same Halloween party when we were like five years old. Wait, shut up. Is never, there a picture? Never. There's got to be somewhere. I know. That means to be the cover of this podcast. <laughs> and we, we didn't meet until I had graduated college. We wow. were at the same high school prom. I dated a girl from her high school. We were at the same like senior formal. So it's just funny how you just don't know. Like mm. when you finally do meet your person, like finding out the backstory and realizing like, did your paths ever cross and what, what was God doing that whole time and building your story? Um, but I didn't really give my life to the Lord until I was going into my junior year of high school. And she really didn't give her life to the Lord until she was going into her junior year of college. Mm. And so in that time I had relationally already made a bunch of mistakes mm. um, and before coming to Christ. And then after coming to Christ, I continued to make relationship mistakes she was doing the same thing. Um, and so you, we entered our attractional phase with some baggage. And, you know, I think you hear sometimes maybe pastor stories or Christian stories where it's these two, two people that are just pure as the driven snow. And, you know, they come together and they have this like, um, unadulterated marriage because they have no baggage but we can watch a wedding video and it was it was really sweet but i was like i give you my purity and i was like okay that's sweet but like i guess we all get it like yeah what, you, you what did, about the rest great. of us yeah you know like i you mean did it. you completed it like, so some of the transferable truths that i think applies like we did have to have the the background talk mm. like tell me about previous relationships let me tell you about because you we, we had this full disclosure of um of you need to know what you're getting into mm. Um, but when we first met, uh, the day we met, I saw her, I was, I was actually teaching, teaching a Bible study to a bunch of college students were in a ministry. I had just graduated. I'd gone, I started that ministry. I'd gone back to speak at it. And, uh, and it was, it was a crew gathering and, uh, and there was this girl Mm -hmm. and I was like, who is that? And it was the first time I had ever like preached a sermon while like thinking about the person sitting in the room versus like what I was actually saying. I don't even know what I said, but I preached the whole sermon. And, uh, and there she was. And, uh, and then a friend of ours introduced us afterwards, this girl named Elizabeth. And Elizabeth was a notorious matchmaker. And mm-hmm. so as soon as I saw Elizabeth bringing Heather down, I was like, I'm done with this. Like Elizabeth has like a zero batting average of relationships working out. But as the day Wait, would she go. she has a zero bat? Like they haven't like, worked out? She's no, just she was like terrible. <laughs> she was like she was That's like so funny. had such a heart for matchmaking and yet was terrible at it. Was it was always off base. Oh. I know actually by the time this podcast comes up out, uh, this one couple I set up, a guy camp friend and my Orlando roommate will be engaged. They get See? engaged. I know. Oh. I'm like, I have a hundred percent track record, but you're doing, there's you're, actually some that didn't work out, but I don't like to count those, you know, but no, no, no. take that Elizabeth. Okay. There's, there's you're, you're just, you're living up to your name. There's grace there. You're giving I know, yourself grace. I know. I'm going like to just that. count the wins. I'm like Elizabeth. Okay. Well, keep going. so we ended up parking next to each other in this like giant university parking lot. And oh it was God. like an hour over. It was like an hour after the Bible study had ended. And I saw her walking to her car and I was walking to mine. And I think she was like, who's this creeper that's like following me. But I I was, had been out of the dating game for a while. I had intentionally not dated and I can get into that in a minute. Yeah. But I was like, this girl's worth getting back into the game for. And so I said, 
I mean, me and coach. <laughs> I mean, but here's the problem, Grace. I was real rusty. I didn't have any lines. And oh. so my line was, what church do you go to? That's the classic. <laughs> the classic. If you're oh. in a Christian setting, you're like, okay, oh. so there's one thing we have in common. You, Jesus you, and church. you go to church. Yeah. I go to church. Which one? And she ignored me. And I was like, she well. She ignored you? Well, look, if if I've been out of the game this long and I'm getting back in, I'm, I'm getting back in with both feet. So I yelled it the second time. That takes the most courage to just not. At that point, some people just turn around and they go, okay, she didn't hear. No. I'm out. I mean, I'm going in like we're going in full tilt here. And so she uh, she turned around. She was like, are you talking to me? And I was like, yeah, I am. And so we ended up having this great conversation. We exchanged numbers. Um, and I was telling a buddy of mine about this like months mm-hmm. months and months later. And uh, and he was grinning like so big the whole time. And I was like, what are you, what are you smiling about? And he said, Thomas, I was with you. I said, what? He said, I rode with you. I was standing next to you the whole time. I still, to this day, cannot recall him being there. And you're like telling the story like he's a fly in a wall. I mean, it was like, it was like everything in the world. Yes, everybody in the world was gone. It was just me and her. Wait, that's so sweet though. I love that. So then instantly, did you ask her on a date? Did you? We did. We really did because we had so much... Um, there was sexual baggage. There was yeah. like um, kind of codependence baggage. Just we had just never really been in healthy relationships, yeah. which is part of the reason I intentionally kind of stopped dating for a little while. I was like, I got to figure out like mm. what a, what a lady is because I had I had just kind of boiled down women into like either I was attracted to them or I was not, um, and they just kind of were like. A, a thing I had really objectified women before people mm. were really talking about objectifying women and we know we talk about that a bunch with pornography these days yeah. but like it was kind of a new thing and so I just mm. realized by the conviction of the Lord man I am not treating women as really humans I'm treating them as objects and the Lord really convicted me and I thought well the only way I can do this is kind of cold turkey quit pursuing them until mm. I can figure out how to like treat them as my sister in Christ and if they're not my sister in Christ how do I treat them as a person made in the image of God who mm-hmm. doesn't yet know the Lord? Like, how do I, how do I do this? So it took a while to figure that out. Yeah. And I love that. Cause I think that's for even like all the girls listening. I think you can tell a guy's spiritual maturity by the way he treats girls. He's not attracted to. That's always what I say. Like yes. if like, yes. if he can only have a conversation with you and he won't talk to his friends who he's not like seeking anything from, or, you know, yes. that you can instantly tell if someone's not just who knows Jesus or who's walking with Jesus because if they're walking with Jesus, then because culture teaches men to only talk to women that they can get something out of, you know? That's right. And so if they're going against culture, then that means they're being loving in their actions for no gain of their own. And so I think it's cool that you even notice it in your own heart. And that's the same thing with girls. Like if you're only nice to guys because you think they could be your husband, then like that's weird, you know? And you're missing out on like the body of Christ and a healthy relationship of just brother in Christ, sister in Christ. It it all goes back to... As, as a Christian, your worldview is this life is temporary. Mm. I will spend the next life, all eternity with the Lord. Everyone there will be a brother and sister in Christ. So how I relate to people now is really kind of a practice run for what eternity is going to be like. And so I need to love all of God's people. I need to love all people, but in particular, all of God's people, knowing that one day, Jesus said there won't be marriage in heaven mm. and the relationships will be even better. Yeah. And so we don't really understand that. It's a big mystery. Um, and we could get into that, but not on this podcast probably for today. Yeah. <laughs> but I just think like this eternal perspective directly affects our dating, our marriage, our relationships and our friendships. Yeah. But uh, 
when we we dated in groups a lot, like we went out with our friends, um, and that way I couldn't be fake, and that way she couldn't mm-hmm. be fake, and because your friends will call you out, Completely. they will totally call you out. They'll be like, "What is wrong with you? You're acting so weird," or you've changed. Mm. Like being around him has made you change. Being around her has made you change. And they don't mean that in the best way. Yeah. Um, and so we just thought, you know what, we need some accountability. And I knew that she had not been treated the way that a woman needs to be treated like physically and respectfully. And so I knew, man, if I can show her that she's valuable and like not get into tempting situations, and if I need to do that by being around other folks, then like, let's do it. I uh, love that. I think that's so rare these days. And also I think it's your community should be so good before you get in a relationship that you care about their input. You know, yeah, I think some people like yeah. are like, I just need a relationship that will lead to community. I'm like, no, you should have such champions around you who love God, who love you, that they have discernment also. So if they see something either in you that's wrong in the way you're pursuing, or if they see something that's wrong in that person that you don't really know well, because sometimes I think we use our like, lust goggles or like you know like oh they're doing everything right and i've seen that lately with some people it's like then i also watch people not trust their friends and i'm like okay your friends know something that you don't know and they also know your weaknesses they know where you're gonna maybe give excuses and you say it's grace i always say i think sometimes christians especially will say i'm giving grace i'm like no you're giving excuses to someone who's literally leading you astray and so i think that's so great that you did the group hangs it was i mean it was good we we certainly had like lots of hours talking mm-hmm. um lots of time we did put some physical boundaries and i'm this these are all like opinions this is not yeah. like There's i can't no show set. you i can't show you a bible verse that says this is how you have to do it but like we held off on like almost everything physical um certainly anything that would be sinful but like we were even careful about how often we would like kiss or hold hands and we mm. didn't we didn't really kiss on the lips until we were engaged kind of a thing like wow. it was like i mean just that's, because we had so that's crazy. much that's great I know. that's crazy <laughs> and, and again that's like where, where i'm saying yeah. hey this is this is opinion it this is what we did testimonies too we we had been in such dark places before we just thought let's just shine as much light as we can into the relationship mm. i do think though there's like this interesting verse in uh, in hebrews 13 hebrews 13 4 it says that the marriage bed, which is like the physical act of intimacy between mm-hmm. a man and a woman, should be honored by all. And then it says the adulterer and the immoral will be, will be punished. And you're like, well, why would God like punish that like outside of his plan, intimacy? I really think it's actually his protection. Hmm. Because when I began to like cross lines with girls before Heather um, that I didn't need to because I wasn't their husband, um, it clouded our relationship. Mm. Like it confused it. And the Lord is not a God of confusion. He's a God of clarity. And so I think for us, it was like, let's just not add any confusion to this relationship. Let's, let's, let's see things as clear as they can Mm. be. A guy told me um, when we were dating, he said, Hey, in marriage, it's eyes half closed, but in, uh, in dating it's eyes wide open. And I was like, what, tell me what you mean. And he said, you want to see everything you can see while yeah. you're dating. You don't. You want to know every. You want to know as, as much about that person as you can. In marriage, lots and lots of forgiveness, lots and lots of grace. So like eyes half closed. Like yeah. just give yourselves a you know, give yourselves a lot of a, a lot of room to to make mistakes and grow together. Um, so we we were eyes wide open, um, but we were we were engaged like less than a year after we met, um, and then 
you know, our engagement was longer than we wanted. I'm not a big fan of long engagements. Mm -hmm. Well, it becomes an obsession with the wedding. People have a long engagement because they want to plan a really cool wedding. And then I think that can cloud the judgment of your planning marriage, not just the wedding, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm also not a fan of people buying the venue before they're engaged. I don't know if you heard of that trend. Kate, Kate Clark is my, she's (laughs) Kate, Kate's awesome. Kate Kate works with me and Kate, no, 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 she didn't. She didn't. She was like, she, she, she knew she was going to get engaged and she was like, I am not booking the venue until the ring is on my finger. Good job, Kate. I agree with Kate. Me. I'm like, I'm sorry, Kate. I'm like, yep, no, that's my girl. And so, I, but I get I get the wedding venue. The wedding industry in America is kind of sad because it's like the divorce rate is so high and yeah. yet we spend so much money and it shows that like it doesn't matter how much money you spend. It doesn't matter how long you're engaged because a lot of times the biggest weddings are the ones that end in divorces sometimes. So, yeah, no, people sometimes plan a wedding way more than they actually plan the marriage and you don't need a long engagement. But at the same time, I think dating and getting to know each other with like groups of people, like you said, is one of the best ways. Okay. Pastor Thomas, I'm going to shoot some other questions from for you that I just think you are going to bring some wisdom in because there's so much like mucky area about dating. And so I want to know what you think is the biggest mistake my generation and the generation under the me. I mean, I'm 27. So like you think 20 year olds to 27 year olds are making right now of dating. 20 to 27. You know, that's so the median age of our ministry is about 27. Um, so we have some college students, some recent graduates, and then we have some folks in their early 30s. And I think what I see, this isn't, this isn't your fault, Mm -hmm. but this is what I see with, um, with the internet since the early, late nineties, early two thousands, um, there's been just this like one overwhelming amount of information. And so there's become an inability to make decisions. And, uh, and so I think this whole, like, um, well, somebody better might come along. I think that that is a, a huge thing that mm-hmm. hits everybody who's like seriously dating these days. Um, and the reason is not like simply because of dating. It's because of everything else. Like if a pair of jeans that you like come out and five different people sell them and they're one price, one place, well, maybe there's a better price. Maybe there's, and then all of a sudden you find four more pairs that you like, and then it's like, well, which one do I get? So I think this, like, um, this whole choosing thing has become very, very hard. Um, and I think that's also because we're looking for like the perfect person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I call that like this, uh, this Jesus Barbie. Um, that's so true. I think, uh, I think there's some guys that are like, um, okay, well, I'm going to find this, uh, this girl who's like this Jesus Barbie. And she's going to be, um, she's going to be completely perfect. Um, and she's going to be like really attracted to me, really attracted to Jesus. And, and it, but it's very subjective. Mm. And I think girls have this, like, um, this like Superman Jesus that they're looking for. Yeah. And it's the same kind of thing. And so I think this, uh, this like inability to choose and this like pseudo idea of perfection has really, really plagued this these last couple of generations these next couple that are coming up no i totally agree with that statement i think that's so that's convicting for me because i think i've seen it in my own life where i'm like oh what if i could do better you know it's just like yeah. what if and even like my own with my career i'm like well what if i focus on my career some more and then i get more successful and i have more options i think guys think the same thing they go what if i just get a little older get my career more footed in and there's more options mm-hmm. the new graduating class from auburn you know there's you know whatever it is and it becomes almost an addiction 
of what could I get instead of just being like, what is the Lord giving me right now? And I also think I, it's funny when you say the Barbie Jesus, I laugh because I feel like I'm in the world where I know so many influencers. There are some people in my life who like are the pretty cute Christian girls where I've had my guy friends be like, set me up. And I'm like, dude, you have no shot. Like it sounds bad, but I'm like, what is this like world of Instagram where you almost think someone who doesn't even live near you, someone who's an influencer online miles away, someone who posts photos of themselves, like you have a shot with them. It makes sense for you to be with them. Yeah. And it makes no actual sense. Like you don't live in the same community. You don't have the same people. Like you have great girlfriends at your church. Yet You want this girl who lives in Nashville, who went on a reality show. And like, you think you, that is the girl for you and you don't even know her, you know? And then I do think it's like the, you know, as much as like, you know, porn is so bad. I'm seeing like the social media has become this porn too of like, you see this girl from far away. You see this guy who lives States away or this guy who's friends with someone that like, it is not realistically, God is not putting you each other's paths. It's just on each other's Instagram feeds, you know? Yes. And they're not someone you need to actually consider as an option. I think this, um, we had a dance, a church dance. That's Grace. so fun. I'm back. You did it. Dance. You didn't, I didn't come. Go. I didn't, but I couldn't believe Baptists were having a dance. I was glad for y'all. Come on, come you on. Know? <laughs> so, so we. This is our fourth, our our, our fourth so time doing it. It's our a live third. Band and all right. Oh, it's a party band. So we have this party band, and uh, and I have to like sell it for a few months. Like, hey, you're gonna like this. You're gonna like this. Yeah. And it's finally kind of caught fire. So there were like 450 people That's that crazy. that came to this. Young adults, all a lot of them are single. Like, how oh, cool? A bunch, and uh, and so. Uh, a girl, we have this thing called our young adult lead team. There's like 15 people and they're all like really mature believers and they help me kind of, they're kind of my sounding board for this ministry. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the girls texted Tuesday afternoon, the dance is Tuesday night. And she said, Hey, excited for tonight. Can we be praying this afternoon? Because I think some people are very nervous about coming to this. And it, it kind of set me back a little bit. And I was like, well, let me think about that. Of course they're nervous because Here's the deal, Grace. You, um, you could go on that group me, that young adult group mm-hmm. me that we have, and you could flip through fifteen hundred people. And let's say there's some guy on there that you're like, he's cute. You could you could shoot him a DM if oh, you that's wanted so to. Cringe. People do that. Now, you said people before. do that, but especially <laughs> especially the dudes. Yeah. And you know what? There's like no consequences. Yeah. Because like, it's not face to face. There's not been any conversation. Mm-hmm. There's, but he sees a picture and he's like. She's cute. Now he may have no shot. He may not know anything about her. She may be in a terrible place. Yeah. She may have only come one time and she lives in another state now, but she's still on the group. He doesn't know any of that. Yeah. He's just going to shoot her a DM. Um, or he's on an app and we can talk about apps later. I don't yeah. have, a, I don't have a problem with apps, but he's on an app and he's like flipping through and flipping through and flipping through with all these options. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, on Amazon prime, like which one can yes. you hear the fastest, which one looks the best, which one yes. the reviews. Yeah. But to actually go to a dance. Mm-hmm. And face the real consequences of if I dance with her, she might like dance off and leave me and go see somebody else. Or if yeah. I ask her and she says no, or like, what if I'm awkward out there? Yeah. What if I like, there's real consequences and we need to be okay. We need to be okay with like, that didn't work out. Yeah. Have you heard the let them theory? No. Like if you, it's like the idea of like, okay, if your friends are hanging out without you and you're sad, like let them, like you're going to be okay. Like just let them, like there's yes. no need to overthink it. Like if you're going to go to a dance and you just like talk to a guy and he turns around and talks to your friend more because he thinks she's prettier, like let him, like it's, it's, you lost nothing. Like let no. them do it. You don't need to fight for it. You don't need to overthink it. Like you just got to let them do what they want to do because 
at the end of the day, like God, Romans eight twenty eight, like he's working for your good if you love him. Like you don't That's have right. to worry about that. But I agree that it is like in our generation. And I think girls are the worst because like right now we're probably a lot of girls my age are mad. They're like, guys aren't asking girls on dates and guys aren't asking girls on dates. But it's hard when we do live in a world where, you know, it's easy to do the social media thing. It's easy to That's do right. these. And we have also knocked guys down because we say it's creepy when it's a guy we're not attracted to. But then it's great in pursuing if it's a guy we are attracted to. So That's it's funny. Like, that is like, a little double standard. But it yeah. really is. That's it, but, but, And guys do the same thing with girls. They go, I love when a girl makes the first move. I'm like, no. You like when a girl makes it easy when it's someone you're interested in. Like, you like convenient. Like, you, it's not that you actually like a girl makes the first move. But, yeah, no, I totally agree with the idea of, like, going to a dance. Like, and even, like, the idea of we, a lot of us, we graduate college or we're in college and we're so used to alcohol being a, like, a, you know, the idea that you just go to a basement, you wear a crop top, and, like, that you, know, you talk to the opposite sex. Like, that's so immature if you think about it. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, on a Sunday morning, why is it so hard for you to then just bump into someone there and talk to them there? I mean, I think we've got to, I think we have to like have a little bit of courage. That's been Mm -hmm. like the, that's been the word that's come to my mind recently when it comes to relationships. We need to, we need to like re, reimagine being courageous. And when like, if you think about, I've been watching um, Band of Brothers, that's been my like nighttime binge recently because they're about to come out with a new one. And it was such a great, it was such an incredible show, but like courage, courage was so common with those those folks like the great grandfathers our great grandfathers like it was so common we have been able to hide behind so many things and stay instill insulated we don't really need courage and i think christians need courage 100 we need courage to say hey i tried to talk to her and it didn't work out i'm fine i tried to talk to him it didn't work out i'm fine we went on two dates and it wasn't great i'm fine but at least we tried because at some point it's going to work out and don't be afraid of the awkwardness. Like it will always be awkward. It was awkward yes. when you said the question twice to your wife. But thank gosh yes. you you were like, okay, what church you go to? Uh, what church you go to? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. like it's it's gonna be awkward no matter what. It's awkward when you put two people who are or people who are sexually attracted, hormonal, looking for wives, husbands. Like it's gonna be weird. And That's so, right. but weird doesn't mean that it's not holy, and weird doesn't mean that it's bad, and weird doesn't mean that it's something you're gonna regret. Like a lot of yes. the best things start with. Five seconds of awkwardness in the beginning. I mean, if you're going to like, if you have a good friend and they they don't have a relationship with Jesus and you want to share Jesus with them, it takes courage. Yeah. It's hard. And you know what? Re- all relationships take courage. And so we just need to have a little bit of courage and be okay with like face-to-face interactions. Mm-hmm. That That's my number one thing right now is like, y'all, talk to each other in person. Yeah. Just just do it. Like if you're a grown man and grown woman Snapchatting each other, it's just weird. Like, you know, like talk to each yeah. other. Yes. And okay. So a question I get a lot is like, I think girls want someone to pursue them, but then they also want to make sure they look available. Like they want to make sure that they're, you know, keeping the door available, open, That's right. like drop the hanky, whatever the words are. So how does a girl in the year 2024 now, like make it known that she wants a guy to pursue her? And what does it mean for him to actually pursue her? That's a great question. Okay, I love the story of uh, of Ruth and Boaz. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, you talking about like romance is timeless. Like yeah. our methods may change with the seasons, but romance is timeless. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that that Naomi kind of pushed Ruth a little bit, and she yeah. was like, "Let Boaz know that you like him." I mean, that's basically has what that she mom says. Or that Anne who's like, "Yeah, just gotta wear some lipstick and go <laughs> go to him, like <laughs> touch his shoulder, scratch him, yeah, you know, whatever oh, it is." I mean, like let him let him know that you. I I think there's nothing wrong with a lady letting a guy know. I heard um I heard Louis say this when I was in college. Louis Giglio. He um 
he said he was telling the story of Adam and Eve and he was talking about dating and romance and he said he said Eve was asleep or Adam was asleep when Eve was made and he said us guys have kind of been asleep ever since that's so funny it's so true and so hey ladies sometimes we just don't we just don't know and so let the guy know that you're interested but then you've got to have that self-respect and you've got to say that's as far as I'm going to go let's see if he'll make a move now here's here's the reason for that I think I think this is so important you don't want to be the lady that took initiative to get him to notice you took initiative to get him to propose to you took initiative to get him to marry you because you're going to end up being the lady that has to take initiative your the rest of your life mm. with him you don't what you, what you've done is you've just enabled a passive guy to continue to be passive yeah and so you don't want that you want to say I let him know he he took the bait yeah. and uh and now he's by Taylor Swift like he, I mean, he thinks it's his idea this is great come you know? on yes yes <laughs> like, no I agree and I think it is I I even as a, like a woman it's like yes there's nothing wrong with like a little flirt and like even like nothing wrong with texting first if it's like a question based on something that you've like talked about if they've mentioned they like this if you saw you know Aubrey lose the like iron bowl in the last couple you know seconds and if you text him after and you're like tough loss like weird gift like nothing wrong with that but i do agree with what you're saying is then it's going to become a sign for the relationship and who you end up marrying is who you do trauma with i think it's like you know it's like yes you go on a honeymoon who you do that but it's like who you might have a miscarriage with who you might have infertility with who you're gonna watch maybe your parents die with and so if he's this guy who's like letting you take action like that's gonna get very overwhelming and tiring after a while i think leading isn't like obviously we know like guys are meant to be the leaders but leading doesn't mean that they like tell you what restaurant to go to every time you're allowed to be like i'm craving sushi <laughs> like you know it doesn't make yeah. you bad but at the end of the day it means you know what like when it comes to my family and when i need a reminder to go to church to go to jesus that he's going to step up to that absolutely and we forget that and when you allow a guy to get away with not even pursuing you and i also think like at my wedding if i get to the wedding and someone's like and she just didn't give up man she just you know she grace did. Just kept putting was at his bed. She, she drug him all the way to the altar. I know. I would be like, that's not the love story I desire. But no. does it wrong if, you know, you let that. So I totally agree with that. Well, the, the, the picture there, the, the picture there is, go back to Ephesians 5. What is the picture? The picture is the husband loves the wife mm-hmm. like Christ loves the church. Well, the picture for the husband is is that he represents Jesus who stepped out of heaven, yeah, left the comforts of heaven behind, became a servant, went and loved the bride, then died for the bride, then rose again, and then went to prepare a place for the bride. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's the love story every girl wants. Yeah. That kind of guy. And that kind of guy can only be found in Christ. There's, and, and so I think that's what you're looking for. And look, these guys have already given the tell. Look at their old promposal pictures. Yeah. If they, they can if they can stand in the hallway with a sign, then they can ask Come him on. Yes. That's so true. If he can stand in the parking lot and embarrass himself. Why are we so okay? <laughs> we make high schoolers have to jump through hoops to ask someone to prom, and then they can text someone and ask him on a date. You know? Yeah, come like, on. Look, uh, we, know, we know he's got it in him. Nothing wrong with texting on a date. <laughs> You'll take anything these days in 2024. Anyways, but yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And I also think, especially when it comes to – girls making the first move and everything like nothing wrong with a flirt nothing wrong with putting it out there but at the end of the day like you want to make sure he's capable of leading and you won't know that if you don't let him lead in some way and it says in proverbs 
Like if a man who finds a good wife finds a good thing. And so it's like at the end of the day, nothing yes. wrong with you being in a place where he can find you. Nothing wrong with you going to dance with 450 people and you're Come going on. for fun. And if the right guy finds you, that's great. But like put yourself in places and even around people that you admire. So maybe a guy's like, I found her. But you're like, man, I showed up. Like, you know, like. Yeah, that's good. So I enjoy that. I, okay. I love Proverbs 18:22 that you just quoted. And I have not like thought about it. Like that just shows like. Yeah. I have not thought about that. Like. Maybe Heather let me find her. Yeah. <laughs> she showed up to things like, you know, you're because at the end of the day, though, I will say if you keep doing the same thing, if you're tired of your singleness, like one, be very content. In it. Like I look at my life and I would not be where I was if God didn't give me singleness. But if you're tired of your singleness, you're going to have to change something. And it doesn't mean yeah. you're pathetic. It just means like, hey, I'm not meeting enough Christian guys. Like every guy I meet is a jerk. So where should I go to meet the Christian guys? Like because I want him to find me. But if I'm just sitting at home on the couch, swiping on an app and every guy hasn't gone well, then like maybe I'm not putting myself in situations to meet them. Well, you just said something so interesting there. Um, you can be, and ladies, I imagine it's mainly ladies that are listening to this podcast. I don't know that I would tell my boyfriend this, but like you can tell other dudes this. There comes a point when a guy has to decide, I think I want to get married. That is the linchpin. That is like the total turning point. When I met Heather, I had already decided I'm going to get married. And like, so now I'm playing for keeps. I think there are so many guys out there that are like, I just don't, I, I'm living with my six friends and like, we're having a great time. And like, I'm just going to go on some dates and like one day I'll get married. Who knows? That guy is like, so wishy-washy. Maybe you can convince him, mm. but like the fellas need to decide I'm doing this thing. Yeah. That's when they get like, that's when they're serious. And Have that's you heard when they're the, ready to roll. I mean, this is from Sex in the City, so I don't know if I should be quoting on a podcast. <laughs> but it's like the idea of like when a guy's like taxi light is on when he's ready for marriage. It's like once that light is on, then like sometimes it's like the first great. It's like you look, you care so much. Like, will he think I'm the one he's supposed to marry? A lot of times guys are just looking for qualities and saying like, hey, this girl fits the qualities. I know she'll fit my family. I enjoy being around her. Like we have some of the similar interests, like and I'm ready for marriage. And so I think you can't sometimes girls meet someone you meet them young and you're like how do I get him ready how do I convince him to marry me I'm like if he's not ready for marriage he does not need to be pushing himself to jump into that like yeah I mean the the taxi light is not on with that dude yeah like and you don't want to have to be the one that totally flips it on yeah um so no completely okay other questions so what is it like if a guy pursues a girl does it mean so can he text on a first ticket for a first date like can he like what does it actually mean like there's so many there's so many terms it's so funny like um like Like talking like kate was like she told kyle they're they're engaged now she was like i do not want to be called your girlfriend i don't want you to have to like tell me your oh and so but then other another girl recently heard that and she was like i want him to ask me to be his girlfriend like with her boyfriend yeah and so there's all that to say like Poor men. There's this not, is when I'm like, it sucks. There's, there's not like this, like yeah. this absolute uh, vocabulary that you have to use. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think to be pursued, this is what I tell guys. Communicate early and communicate often. Mm. And I think if they are early and often with their communication, that is the most respectful thing they can do. If they're like, I think like, I like going out with you. I don't know where this is going to go. I'm like, tell them, tell, don't make the girl sit there for, two and a half, yeah. three weeks and just wonder like what's happening. I'm like, they're grownups. They they'll, they'll be fine. You do not run their life. 
Like they're not that into you just yet. Mm. Like you can talk to them. Yeah. I also tell the guys because some Christian guys have this weird mindset that like they're totally in the driver's seat. And if they pick the girl, it's like good for her. Yes, that's so true. And I tell the guys all it's like baffling to me that they think this. So I've told them multiple times, like multiple guys. I'm like, y'all, you can decide for you. She has to decide for her. Yeah. And like you need to know that she's she gets to make some decisions here. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and I think I, I love what you said about clarity, because at the end of the day, like if you're constantly confused, I think sometimes as girls like you got to give them a chance. If they haven't provided clarity, you can ask them. You can be like, hey, where do totally. you stand? Like, and it doesn't. And and even I've heard before on a podcast that wasn't Christian being like, tell them what you're looking for. Be like, hey, I'm looking for someone who is going to take me on dates and make it clear about where we are. Doesn't mean that right now we have to be exclusive. Doesn't mean that. But I want to be able to know that. Like, can you provide that for me? Um, and if they say, you know, da da da, and a long about answer, you got your answer. You know. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with saying that what you're looking for. And, but you have to be willing to walk away from something that isn't that, you know, you have to yeah. hold the boundary there and be like, no, I want clarity. And I even think it's like the little things of like, it doesn't, I had a guy friend recently tell me, he's like, I'm going on a third date. I think I'm going to define the relationship. But I'm like, okay, like maybe just tell her you're trying, you date for on purpose. You don't have to say, I want to date exclusively. Like say, I'm dating you on purpose. Like, how are you feeling? Make it a conversation. Yes, it's a conversation. Talk about where you're feeling and I also think tell them why, because sometimes with the Christian dating world, someone's like, oh, I like it. You're Christian. You're cute. Like, let's keep doing this thing. And I'm like, no, like tell her the characteristics you see. Like, hey, I see the way you like lead a Bible study with younger girls. And that's something I've always wanted. Like, I see the way that you and your friends, like you have a great group of friends, like give her tangible or give him tangible things that you actually like about them when you're having that conversation. So it doesn't look like you're edit copying, edit pasting a conversation that you've had before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A guy can't, a girl can't, can't help sometimes that she's like, pretty like we can all take care of ourselves like a pretty girl probably knows she's pretty and she needs to like you want to be encouraged that you're you know you're attractive and all those kinds of things but like what's what's beyond that yeah what's what's the heart when you read proverbs 31 and like that's all about like the heart of that woman yeah and she's awesome we have no idea what she looked like but you read proverbs 31 and you're like that lady's awesome um and so I think you're exactly right. I think conversation, you said that a minute ago, I think that's very, very important. I hear stories of like dates gone terrible um, because like the guy goes and he only asks her questions mm-hmm. or he only talks about himself. Yeah. It's not a conversation at that point. Yeah. And I think to really pursue someone, you also have to do the hard work of being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, because what if he doesn't like what he sees? What if she doesn't like mm-hmm. what she sees? Like, to really pursue, I think there. I think you step into, um, I think you step into exclusivity when you're mm-hmm. really pursuing, and I think you step into vulnerability. Yeah. And that was part of the whole reason going back to Heather and I's first deal was like, man, if we can kind of date in like a more open environment with other people around, um, we're not going to be able to pretend, mm. and so there's an air of vulnerability, and I think that that's really really important um, yeah i don't you know, think you air all your dirty laundry on like the first day because i'm like there are some people who are like oh my gosh do i have to immediately tell them my sexual history everything no. immediately no. and i think we talk so much about boundaries sexually but we don't talk about intimacy boundaries too like the idea that's of right. like okay just because it's a christian guy who asked you on a date you don't have to be like that's it like i did the dirty in high college or high school you know you don't have to do yeah. that like no but it is like it, when you have those natural conversations about your testimony then you're like you know like you saw heather you're like hey this is my testimony this is yours what can we do to like be different than our past, you yeah. know? And that's pursuing. It's like you're pursuing your best self for Christ individually and also how y'all two can also help each other be led to God and not to sin in that season. Yep. I think that's so great. We um, 
Heather and I would have like, we would kind of put our toes into the water slowly when it would come to like revealing what, where we had been in the past. Yeah. And, uh, and so like, like our sexual history, it was more like, Hey, I'm not super proud of the way I've treated women Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I just want to treat you different. So it may feel a little awkward. And if it does, just let me know. But like, I just want to do some things different. Now I have told her, Hey, I come with some baggage, Mm -hmm. but I don't know this girl yet. I don't know if she's going to take that and broadcast it to the world. So I'm only going to give her a little bit of information, but enough to know, like there's some story here. Yeah. She did the exact same thing. Just a little, a little information, just enough to know, like there's some background Mm. and we, we were seeing like, are you trustworthy with this information? Yeah. And, uh, and that's all we needed to know. Like, um, to quote, like, an old Renee Zellweger quote um, when she was going through a divorce with Kenny Chesney back in the day. And, uh, and somebody, oh, somebody asked her I'm like, I'm not going to say, is he gay? But. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the big question. Okay. And somebody asked that question, like, yeah. is he gay? And, uh, and her comment and like, why did the marriage fall apart? I loved her line. She said, I'm not going to answer because I think special things need to stay special. Yeah. And I think you've got to be, you've only got one story and you don't have to entrust it to everybody. Yeah. And, and so. I think also the way, because there's a lot of girls listening to this who probably feel shame. I think it's cool that that was part of you and Heather's story, but shame didn't have the last say. Like, y'all no. chose obedience. Like, it's God's grace. Like, you didn't look at her less, and she didn't look at you less. And I think sometimes also maybe women feel like they get the, you know, they meet a Christian guy, and he's, even if he has the craziest story, he's expecting this perfect little angel of Christ. And I think you're taking two imperfect people who have learned lessons that, like, God has intervened in. If they're a Christian, they walk yeah. with God. And, like, if he doesn't give you grace and he's not from the Lord, you nope. know? That's and right. so if there's someone who feels like a guy's like holding all their things, like a scoreboard in the past, like that's not, that's not love, you know? No. Let me, let me talk to the girl out there who like, she's just come back to the Lord. She's been some places she wished she hadn't, but nonetheless, it's part of her story. Let me just give you a quick warning, ladies. If you're new to this, like, okay, I'm, I'm looking for a Christian man. Um, the first one that comes along may not be indicative of like all Christian men. It's so like my friends do that. They're like, Oh my gosh, the first Christian man I date, he's great. And then they're like, we're just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, just, just know, like, uh, mm. like maybe like, maybe just observe multiple Christian men before you, you, you settle on one because there are some weird Christian dudes yeah. like, and you, I just, just wouldn't want you to associate like, okay, I guess this is the guy I'm going to have to end up with. And that's like God's punishment. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, whatever, he found me. Like, you're like, yeah, like no. And you're no, like, like, I guess I got to give him my, I do his laundry and give him my list of, you know, yeah. No, yeah. and I think that's so important. Okay, I have two last questions ready. and then might I'm read ready. that. Okay, when do you think our standards are too unrealistic? Because there's a saying now, and I don't, I don't know if I, and you're allowed to disagree with me on this. Okay. But where people say, thank, like, thank you for that permission. I know. Yeah, don't worry, guys. I'm not holding Thomas hostage here. Uh, like, Sometimes I think, okay, there's standards when people like have like, you know, the Barbie Jesus, Superman Jesus, it's out of reach. Like that's not standards. It's expectations that aren't from the Lord, you mm-hmm. know? But also, I've also seen people say there's no thing as compatibility. And I agree compatibility fades and chemistry won't always be there. But there comes a point there's people that you're just drawn to more and that you have yeah. more of a chemistry. So when are our standards or our like, obsession with chemistry and compatibility like not holy? And when are they, okay, these are, you're allowed to want this, you know? Yeah. Well, I think back to um, when uh, Isaac and Rebecca were going to get married, um, Abraham sends out his servant to look for mm-hmm. Rebecca. And he gives 
uh, he gives like, go go find my my son a wife. The servant's like, okay, let me pray some. Let me pray for some specific things. Yeah, like I don't want to mess this up. <laughs> and, and but it was like it was there was a lot of room to play in mm-hmm. his list, but he did have a list, and. I think Proverbs 31 is a list. I think mm-hmm. Ephesians 5, the role of the husband. I think um, I think in uh, when, when we're given the qualifications of a deacon, a man filled with the spirit, um, yeah. the servant-hearted guy. I think it's like, um, I think we can have list. And I think like I had a list. I, I encourage people all the time, like write down a list. Mm-hmm. And I would say write down a non-negotiable list. And then write down some negotiables. Yeah. Some like, it like would, great family. Like that's would, yes. you know like some of the girls Let's, who didn't have a sister. I'm like I would love a guy with a sister to like shop with. You so know? That, that's actually a great example. A friend of mine named Andrew. Andrew um, met this this great girl Amy, and uh, these are not made up people. They met at Auburn, and I was a college pastor at the time. And Amy is like a home run, like mm-hmm. in every way. She's just awesome. Andrew, he's awesome. But he was about to break up with her because her parents had been divorced. Oh, yeah. And so he meets with me and he is just in turmoil. And he's like, Thomas. That's so bad. But I can't, we've all been there. That age, you're so like, you know, you're looking at dating so differently. You yes. Know? Yes. So he meets up with me and he's like, Thomas, Amy's amazing. But I've always pictured us, me and my wife and our kids. And he started to describe holidays and family gatherings mm-hmm. and all that. And it was very much the nuclear family undivided yeah. that he was describing. Like Christian porn desire. And yeah. I said, I said, Andrew, Amy is not responsible for her parents' divorce. Mm-hmm. So I think you need to be really careful breaking up with her for something she's not responsible for. Yeah. And I think that it's those kinds of things that we're like, I'm going to punish this person for something they're not responsible Mm -hmm. for. Or I I met with another guy. We met at this place um, called Whitehall Tavern. It's this like famous little bar and grill in Buckhead. And we met not long ago. He's late twenties. I think he's going to marry the girl that he's dating now. Maybe he's early thirties. He's going to marry the girl he's dating now. He said, Thomas, porn has messed up my mind. Mm. And for the longest time, he would find this wonderful, godly Christian girl and begin to pick her apart because mm. he didn't even realize his brain had been so warped from all those years of looking at things and a lusting. Things. Yeah. That, yes, that weren't real or that were like, you don't know that the woman Surgeries. was probably being forced and yeah. whatever else. Like it was terrible. But by God's grace, he's he's like free from that now. And he's been able to start processing better. And he's like, Man, I think some of these things that I have seen in her, I would have left this relationship a little while ago um, if it weren't for yeah. this freedom the Lord's giving me in my thinking. Now, if you knew the girl, you'd be like, what is he thinking? Yeah. like, st- like, like everything, Why would he break yeah. up with her? Uh, and but because so, of things in this world coming in, it's just like made our view messed up on like yeah. what we so Because, yeah, it's even like almost, yeah, one's porn, but one's also this Christian family idea this like hallmark version of the life that that's they right. want. That's and right. that's just as much of not fair to any of the people you're dating. And same thing with girls of like, you may have thought you were going to have a guy who's going to coach little league. And he is a finance boy who is skinny and you know, he will do your taxes, but he ain't coaching football for your that's kid. Right. Like, you know, right. and that doesn't, that dream may be different, but the other things outweigh 
That's what right. the ideal version you had. And that wasn't from the Lord. That was from the world, you know, yep. the idea you wanted. And at the same time, there are some things that you, if you, you, you know, Psalm 119 says, how can a young man keep his way pure? Um, well, he, he delights in the law of the Lord. Yeah. And so like you delight in the law of the Lord. Um, and the more you're in the word, the mm-hmm. more I think you, your mind starts to form and the more you're in Christian community, it starts to form like, Hey, this is a good list. I'm, I'm developing a good list of a future spouse. And so there are some things you need to hold tight to. Mm-hmm. Do they love the Lord? Are they pursuing the Lord without you? Yeah. Not because of you. Um, do they have good Christian friends? Do they have marks of grace? Are they, are they interested in, um, in unchristian people becoming Christian? Do they yeah. want to know the Lord more and more? Do they have an eternal perspective? Do they love the word of God? Like there's some things you want to hold tight to. Yeah. And I, I seen a lot of girls be like, ask me to in the questions like should we live together should we do this and i think at the end of the day like the main standard you should always keep is if they're leading you to god and not sin yeah. because at the end of the day, if you're even questioning if you feel uncomfortable with something it's probably because you have discernment and you have the spirit saying no i shouldn't live with him like that's not that's straight up going against what i believe like oh he says he loves me but he's forced pushing me to do my boundaries and like that is something you need to hold the highest regard to as like right. if you're, they lead you to that. But the compatibility thing, I am like, a, there's chemistry and you're allowed to, you know, I say give everyone one first date shot at the end of the day. You have nothing to lose as a girl if you go on a date and you realize, you know what? Like, it's just coffee. It's just one drink. It's nothing crazy. And you can walk away knowing like you tried, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, and I don't know that you, I mean, like if you know there's not going to go anywhere, maybe it, I think that's a conviction thing. Like. But That's I, true. I've I, said no to plenty of first dates. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Go to first date. I'm like, mine, uh, never mind. <laughs> this one's not gonna not yeah. gonna happen. But I do think like, hey, it's it's fine to uh, it, it's good to give a guy a chance. Um, it, it helps your budget too, assuming yeah, he's paying. Yes. Yeah, um. Save a coffee that day. <laughs> That's right. Um, and I even think, yeah, there's you could as a Christian marry any Christian, but you don't have to, and you get to do ministry with this person. So also, I think one of the most convicting things for me is like. You have to look at someone like, okay, do if they feel called to international missions, do I feel called to international missions? Totally. I even one of my one of my random lists is I'm like, they have to understand sorority fraternity culture. Doesn't mean that they had to be a frat boy, but like in my field, I go to sororities. How can I explain recruitment to someone yeah. who doesn't? And that's that's one again. That's a non that's a, not a non negotiable. That's a negotiable. But I'm like, that's something. I'm like, God, it'd be a lot easier for my ministry if the person I end up, end up with knew this field. You know, well, that that's a kingdom mindset list. That's not a grace is like six foot. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's not your comfort list. That's like a Lord. I could do ministry better with this person yeah. if they okay. X, Thanks y, for making me feel better about that. <laughs> I think that's great. Okay. And last question I had is thoughts on online dating. Cause this is like a question I get a lot. And I, I, I have as like a 27, I have a hinge. I like feel like most people in our age, like you move somewhere, you, whatever you do. I think there's been times when I was online dating. It's like going to the grocery store when you're, hungry you know and if you're not content in your singleness and you're online dating you're gonna grab something you don't want you know or you're gonna settle for something you're gonna be like he doesn't have a christianist profile but like he's cute and has a picture with his mom ah it could work you know yeah and so i would love to know you as a pastor your thoughts on online dating yeah i think um you can't make something a sin that's not a sin like that's just kind of a general rule for life um and preachers do that sometimes Mm -hmm. we make things sinful that like nowhere in the bible to say that's sinful online dating it's not sinful um and so I would say, well, if it's not sinful, then um, then it becomes a matter of conviction. Mm. And uh, and so I think for some people, like it's gonna it's gonna help you, and you need to do that. You're especially if you're in a place where there's not a ton of young adults, and there's like you're 
um, you know, you're living in Mobile and the average age is 34 and you're 26, it's like, yeah, you go to church and you go to a church where grandmas and yeah, like, moms. Hey, you might need to like expand your pool a little bit. Yeah. Um, now I would say for a lot of our young adults that are here, I'd say there's, you know, five, 600 plus people every Tuesday night that gather at Christ covenant. I would say if you're online, that's fine. Yeah. But like, also there's real people around. Yeah. And like, I would say fish in this pond. Yeah. Like, to, you know, it's like when you become obsessed with thinking it has to be one way, you know, and like yeah. that, if you think you're in charge of writing your love story. So you're like, if I'm on hinge, I have to work and I have to find, you know, then it's going to feel overwhelming and annoying. Right. But if you're also feeling that you walk into a young adult, you're like, where's my husband? You're going to feel the same taxing same way. Same and thing. so it's like, you have to have those boundaries, but also the world is so big. Like once again, if you want a husband who's a Christian to find you, then like you need to be putting yourself in places that they would, you know, find you at. Yes, and so that's right. Like doing both, but at the end of the day, also I have some friends who will not online date and I respect them for that. I'm like, you know what? That's not, you feel convicted. You don't feel like that's God's best for you, but you can't make that rule for everyone. That's right. And so, you but you can't go on an online, same thing with social media. If you're an unhappy place on social media, if you start scrolling, it will be the most consuming, like, because it is man-made. It's not made from, with a holy perspective. It's made to convince you to stay on it. Same with all those dating apps. They mm -hmm. really don't want you to, even if they call it dating app meant to be deleted, they don't want you to delete it because they want to make right. money, you know? That's right. So you also have to realize, I don't want to be consumer of these things. I want to use everything. Like a bad thing can be a good thing if it's a God thing. So it's like, even these human-made things can lead you to God's best, but it's because of who God is, not because the app or because... And it's like, but a church, you'll never regret finding someone at a church, you know? No, no. And I, I think what, what you just said is, um, is Proverbs 423. Mm. You said in either scenario, guard your heart. Yeah. And like, if my heart is all about another human more than it is God, then I've made humans an idol. Yeah. And relationships an idol. And only God can truly satisfy. And a relationship grounded in God is the only kind of relationship that can really satisfy. And so like, guard your heart. Yeah. If you're on apps, like you, you're, you got to master that heart of yours. That's like, has attempt uh, that wants to like to escape and mm -hmm. flutter away and just run after all these people in the what well, ifs. Look at them. Like, cause as much as we say guys can objectify women, women can objectify guys, women, right. especially in an app form or even on social media becomes this resume. Like you're hiring someone like you're like, well, let's see what his job is, his height. Da, da, da. Like, you know, and that's not looking at him as a brother in Christ, first and foremost. That's right. Or looking at him with love and respect and that's care. Right. And so guarding your heart and also guarding the other people you're seeing because they're real people. Yeah. They're not objects. They're not pants you're buying, you know. That's right. They're not clothes on revolve, you know. So. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, Thomas, any other last minute? Is there any last minute advice you feel like you wish you could give this generation on dating? You know, um, I heard I heard Tara Lee Cobble say um, recently, she was talking about her singleness. And, uh, and I, I love the Bible recap and some of the material that she's, that she's produced. You said it just a minute ago about your life. You're not single by mistake. Mm. And this isn't like something that like is going to end and then life's going to get like way better. Um, you're here in this moment. And if you're single, like you are in a spot that the Lord wants you in and he wants to use you. And I love this this line that I heard a long time ago. This pastor said, life is what's happening while you're waiting for it to start. Mm. And this this is life. And so I would say pray pray bold prayers of God, I am um I'm un 
I, I, I'm not attached. I, I can do whatever you want. Mm. Like, use my life for your glory. And so that would be my encouragement. Do follow, follow the plan. Put yourself yeah. out there. Look for the people. Um, look for a godly person. Look for somebody who you can pursue, mm-hmm. who's somebody who's going to pursue you if you're the girl. Like, um, but at the end of the day, in this moment, this is life. And we want to use it for the glory of God. I heard Francis Chan recently say, my life is currency. Hmm. And I want to spend it for the Lord. And you want to find a spouse that has that same mindset. So right now, spend it for the Lord. And hopefully, somebody's spending their life for the Lord just as much as you are. And you two end up running the race side by side. And you're like, well, let's just run it together. Yeah. And I'm, that's so good. And it's so true. And I love like in scripture too. I can't, uh, lately I'm either remembering <laughs> the coordinates or the verse, but God, like <laughs> that God does not withhold a good thing from you. And so it's like, once again, if you're single, like God's not withholding a good thing. And I think no. it's easy for people to listen to podcasts and people are married. And I'm like, I take that from me. 27 and single. I think when I was little, I think I would idolize my future husband to the point that I would waste the weight. And I was like, wh- then when I started to realize, wait, I'm single, what can I be doing? Like, what ministry can I be a part of? Who can I be discipling? When I had that mindset, I found joy and I found that's purpose. Right. And that's so, right. and I get that's like the easy answer when you're like, oh my gosh, it's, you know, the new year, there's so many holidays, there's formals. Everyone already knows who they're taking to the sorority formal. I'm taking my friend's boyfriend's friend, you know, but you can't let that stop you from being in God's best. And right now, if God's not withholding the thing, it is best for you and me to be where we are. And that's not a bad thing. You can go on dates, but if you start overthinking that good is when you're in a relationship and bad is when you're single, then you're going to settle for people that aren't God's That's right. best. That's right. And singleness, whether you wanted it or not, is actually called a gift in the Bible. Yeah. And uh, and we we don't get to choose the gift. It's our job to receive the gift. Mm. And there is something to saying, all right, Lord, you've got me in this season. Let's let's not look back with regret. Yeah. And And if you spend this time for the Lord, like you will not look back with regret. In fact, you might look at uh, when you're married, you might look and be like, I'm kind of annoyed right now with you because I had more time for God before you came along. Yeah. Like- <laughs> and more time for God, more time for working on your career. Yeah. And even like, yeah, that's finding hobbies. And then when you find these things that you feel like God has set on you on fire, you never know who you'll find, but find those that's first, right. you know? That's right. Uh, but thank you, Pastor Thomas, for joining us. And so tell us like what, like a little bit about your ministry. Tuesday nights, you said, correct? Yeah, Tuesday nights. Um, if you're if you're in Atlanta or near Atlanta, we have folks that drive for an hour or so to get here. But um, every Tuesday night, starting at seven thirty, we have uh, we have a large group of young adults that come and gather over at two twenty one Armor Drive, and um, and there's worship, and there's teaching, and uh, there's small groups beforehand. There's a dinner that people have. I tell people we do three things. Um, there's not really a secret sauce. It's biblical community biblical teaching and biblical worship. And, uh, and there's been so many great relationships and life changes that have come. Um, it's just, uh, it's an awesome thing that really God has started. I tell people that, uh, that what's, what we see happening right now is, um, it's like if we were surfers and, uh, and we walked out one day and we surfed all the time, we happen to walk out one day on the beach and the perfect waves are coming Mm. and we didn't make the wave. We just want to ride it as well as we can ride it. That's awesome. And I think that's what the Lord's been doing. So we're no, excited to see what great happens. ministry. And so thank you so much for coming. And 
yes thank you all for tuning in if you would like and subscribe that would be great we're gonna hopefully revamp this podcast in the new year i say that all the time but i mean it i'm gonna be consistent i promise it's my goal and so and you can follow me on instagram at the grace valentine at water into wine podcast but yeah thank you all for tuning in i hope you'll have a great evening or afternoon or morning or wherever you're driving to whatever it is have a great time Thank you.